TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and I am beyond excited because as I record in I think three days time, I will be seeing my brother from another mother in Athens for some very special quality time together before our 100 Not Out longevity experience. Dr. Damien Christoph, how are you my Greek god of wellness? <laughs> PSE, I'm very excited, almost as excited as you. And as you said before, it's your number one trait of positivity is your over exuberance of enthusiasm, which I love. And I'm <laughs> pumped, actually, really pumped. So, um, yeah, can you believe it? Here we are doing another one. But I'm super excited too because as we are preparing to go to this one, you and I are planning for the next one, which is next year's one. And we're so close to having dates. So close to having dates, so close that I want to tell him one of the dates and you're well, saying, don't you dare, well, don't well, you dare, don't well, I? <laughs> I, I almost want to one-up one up you or do what you do, but I'm not going to. But <laughs> I, I reckon we can say right now what the what the months are yeah. for next year. So I'm mm. going to say Ikaria and you can say Sardinia, all right? Oh, okay. So, yeah. is, is Ikaria Ikaria, yeah. Ikaria, yeah. August 2024. Mm-hmm. Sardinia, August twenty twenty four. No, just so not a details guy. <laughs> September twenty twenty four. September twenty twenty four. So Ikaria, late August. Oh, you're hilarious. I love you. And that's why we're such a good match. Ikaria, late August. Sardinia, yeah. early September. And yeah. people will be able to do just like this is like such a deja vu from twenty twenty. People will be able to do one. People will be able mm-hmm. to do both. Whatever mm. is going to work for mm. people, we had all of this ready to go for 2020, and, and sadly had to cancel it. Um, yeah, but uh, it's back 2024. Yeah. So all the details so will be released as we're over in Ikaria and a quiet, sneaky reconnaissance trip to Sardinia coming up. And mm. people listening to this right now um, will be listening whilst we are literally in Europe right now. But Damo, you mentioned mm. exuberance and enthusiasm, and um, I love it. It is also my biggest weakness because sometimes I just weakness. need to take a chill pill and just calm your farm How and relax. It be a weakness? Because I go OTT. Um, I really – anyway, that's okay. But you were Have just you talking – Have you ever watched back the, the videos of the wellness summits where you're up there and you're like performing? And yeah, that's when, like, that's, that's when it's that's good. That's when it's good. That's so good. good. But sometimes so you just want to relax. I'm going to annoy you so much. By the end of this European three weeks together, you're going to be so ready to kick me on the plane because mm. I'll just be like, come on, come on. We'll be like two Labradors together. Who's going to tire each other out first? Um, <laughs> I'll be that Labrador that lies on his belly and brings his little paws up over his ears and eyes. Like <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be like jumping all over. Come on, let's go, let's go. Oh, there we go, let's sleep. Um, so you just mentioned the travel purchases you've been making, uh, the travel mouse, and you've got your yeah. you've got your travel keyboard. And I said, what what do you have against the trackpad? And you said, well, I don't like being too close to the screen. Mm. I have demo the opposite problem, and I want to talk about this on today's podcast for all of our listeners 
that have um, a human body and the posture that goes with the human body. Um, my enthusiasm and exuberance, and I definitely feel like it's a hangover from my media days of being in live radio and live TV and urgency and adrenaline. I actually love being close to the screen and typing away. And anyone that's seen me type has seen me. I look like I'm typing on deadline, like I'm, I'm on drugs. It's fast. It's intense. It's loud. It's whatever. But I, I kind of love being close to the screen. And I know posturally, and even from a relaxation perspective, it's really, it's a, it's, it's a lot healthier to do as you're doing, have your keyboard there and your mouse there, but have your screen far away, somewhat elevated so that you don't have this tech neck, which we might talk about on this episode. Um, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. So you'd see this, I'm sure, in practice all day with people that have sore shoulders, sore necks, and a lot of it is because of their use of technology. Can yeah. you just pop on your your great chiropractic hat for a moment, given that um, we're about to go on a, on a trip. But can you share your wisdom around this and a little bit of therapy for someone like myself, but also just some physiological wisdom on how to win at this in the modern world? Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, let me just say that I haven't just gone out and bought a travel mouse and travel keyboard. I've always had a travel keyboard and a travel mouse. Like I've always been conscious of it. It's just that somehow, somewhere, I've left my travel mouse. And so I had to go get a new one. So that's all it was. And I was celebrating that the new travel mouse that I've got is black, which I really like. <laughs> What's know? so good that's about all... that? I'm still a white guy. I can't do It black. just looks so good. Like if you look at this one, and this is no good for people listening to this, but if you look at that one versus that one, I reckon the black one just looks so much sharper. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. that's just me. You'd, well, you'd also have a black screen on your phone though. I actually don't have a cover for my phone. I just wear it. No, I have but no like cover. you've got, you'd have the black settings. Yeah, I do have than, the black settings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like black. And my car was black. You got the depresso settings. Everything's like dark and gloomy. <laughs> no, it's moody. It's kind of moody and like, you know, it's like, it's like that's where I want to be. Yeah, no, it's you okay. Know, it's like I want to go to that club. Oh, you're the night. You're the night and I'm the day. You're the dark yeah. and I'm oh, the yeah. light. Oh, I'm the dark night. See, I'm the moon in your dark night. <laughs> Yes, something like that, Piercy, something like that. So now that we've got that out of the way, uh, I've always been one who prefers to have screens up high. Like I, I, like it's, and you know what? I've always thought it would be a great idea is to actually have the camera of like what we're doing now, what you and I are talking on Zoom. I would love it if the camera was actually inside the screen so that I could have my screen at the height that's most appropriate rather than actually having the camera now at the right height, but my screen's now too low. So for me, I'm, I'm all about it. Like I, I love like setting up wherever I am with as close as I can to the best ergonomics. And LT was one of those people too, like Lawrence Tam. He was one of those because he studied ergonomics at university initially before he went on to study. I always remember he called himself a ergon- was ergonomist. It ergonomist? <laughs> Yeah, an ergonomist. <laughs> I'd never met an ergonomist or knew there was a post-school study called ergonomics. Like we all, all heard of ergonomics. I never knew there was a profession. Called yeah, no, he's the only one in the world. He's the only ergonomist. <laughs> <laughs> LT, he's the only one. Uh, but no, no, that is a real fair income profession. And uh, yeah, so. I think we also interviewed a guy who did that. It was a Daniel Angelini. Um, 
he wrote the book. Oh, he had Movie Workspace who with yeah, the Mo- stand-up desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Movie Workspace. Good, good name, he, Remembrance. He wrote the book. Yeah, he wrote the book. Um, the Sitting Epidemic. Yeah. You know what it was? Yeah. I think so. Unreal. Anyway, what happens is when you're looking down at a screen, your eyes will fatigue faster and your breath will be shorter. You won't be taking deep breaths. And so you'll yawn more, you'll fidget more, you'll be distracted more, your brain has to rely on stimulation more because you don't have oxygen running through your body to the same extent. So if your chin's down, you're breathing poorly. If your chin's up, you're breathing better. Um, And the brain requires only three things. It requires stimulation. So you get that, whether the screen's up or down, you're going to get the stimulation. It needs oxygen, and that's going to be better delivered if you're breathing better, Uh, and it also needs fuel. And so the fuel, uh, provided your meals are good, uh, you'll have a good quality of fuel. Now, the part of the reason why people snack when they're on the computer or when they're you know, trying to tip-tap away is because if you're not getting a lot of oxygen, your brain still needs fuel and you're craving, your brain's craving fuel. So you're going to be craving nutrients and your body or brain will interpret that as give me some sugar, give me a CPC. And so you'll be uh, trying to nail that. So often people feel like they've got to be eating when they're working that's probably got a little bit of fever to do with posture. And so get your shoulders back, start breathing properly, drink more water, and you'll be, you'll, you won't need to snack while you're actually doing your work. So that's important. So that, we haven't even got into the technique part of it yet, but that's just a basic physiology lesson um, about breathing. And it, when your neck's forward, there's these muscles called the axillary, the accessory muscles of inspiration. So oh, these say that again. The, say that again. Accessory muscles of inspiration. That's so, a, that's a, that's the anatomical, well, not the anatomical word. The accessory muscles. muscles of inspiration. That sounds like my favorite muscle in the whole body. <laughs> They're so inspiring, and so basically, you you use these muscles. They're just in here, and you use these muscles to aid in in here breathing. being. Can you just describe that it's for the, the upper, podcast? Sorry, at the upper your yeah, in your throat. Um, so your scalenes your. SCMs, your small muscles that are, you know, really in deep to your ribs. Um, so your intercostal muscles, all those muscles, they're called accessory muscles of inspiration. So they assist in bringing breath in, right? So if your um, if your diaphragm's not working the way that it should and you're not sucking air in and you're not letting the pressure from the environment outside your body push air into your lungs – you will do little breaths. Like people, people might be able to hear me breathing while I'm talking because I'm talking so much. I'm doing little short breaths just to get me through. But if I was doing long, deep breaths, um, I, I wouldn't require my accessory muscles of inspiration. So here's the thing. If you're looking down and you require your accessory muscles of inspiration to be working, it's really hard to breathe. Like if, I'm trying to do this now. So if you bring your chin to your chest, and you try to take a deep breath in, it's very, very difficult. If you're speaking and your chin's forward, or if you're trying to think and your chin's forward, it's very hard to breathe and get a full load of breath in. So your brain will start to fatigue, and you're going to think you need more fuel so you'll eat. This is mind-blowing. I know you probably talk about this every day, but this is I, – I, I don't know if the my keyboard gets through the microphone, but I've been taking so many notes. Your eyes fatigue faster. Your chin, when your chin's down, you're breathing poorly. We need oxygen. We're not getting it. Our brain needs nutrients. We're eating more. Um, we're not allowing our accessory muscles of inspiration to do their thing. We're stressing them out. 
um, our diaphragm is not working the way it should. We're pretty much killing ourselves at the computer um, when you say this. We're not getting oxygen, and we're not, and then our nutrient, you know, absorption is not happening. Well, we think we kind of need more than we do. So I do have a lot of water, and I do drink a lot of tea at the desk. I would never eat lunch through. Um, I, that's not that's not my thing. But I definitely, I didn't finish it this morning. I've got my CPC here. Um, a lot of tea and a lot of water. Now, I'm just thinking personally here, do you think based on my case study that that is a postural, a symptom of poor posture? I often think it's a symptom of smoking. I don't know if it's limiting belief, but I'm like my hand to mouth is nuts in terms of, if I, yeah, I've always got to be moving my hands around. Is it a symptom of poor posture? Is it a symptom of um, ex-smoking or is it actually okay slash physiologically normal to want to drink water and cup of tea at at uh, the desk? Morning, CPC is another question. But, yeah, what do you think based on you know me and I know a lot of people that are going to be like me. That's kind of why I ask. What do you think? Oh, it's a great question. But it's hard to say that it's one or the other. Um, but most certainly, you know, you've got a habit that you've, that you ingrained into your body. Like you used to be a smoker and now you bring your fingers to your lips or you bring it to your nose or like it just gets close to that area. <laughs> like it's just a physical totally. thing that you do. Yeah. And maybe, I mean, that's ingrained too to the extent that that's now a habit. So you just feel the need to need to do something with your fingers and that's mm. where your fingers go. Um, if they're not typing, if they're typing, your nose is clear. Like there's no, you know, it's just there's no fingers. If I'm in driving, there, so. I'll pull my nose hairs in anxious moments on the road. Sarah's like, "Oh, you must be stressed." <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Or I'll Me tap too. my nose, and she's like, "Oh, yeah. babe, you're right." I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." I do that, but I think I do that just. I don't know. That's a bit, that's a bit funny, but yeah. um. I, and I look, actually, I look at while I'm driving, I look to see if anyone else is doing it too. I never see anyone else doing it. Just, I, feel, I thought it was just me, but it's you and me, so that's pretty good. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That's just hilarious. Uh, but in terms, of, um, in terms of, like, is it smoking or is it poor posture, it's hard to say which one it is, and maybe it's a combination of both. But you really, like, your brain's going to want to try and stay awake and it's going to want to maintain activity. Um, so it's doing those sorts of things to maintain that. Okay, now most people walk into Vita and have to pay you for the answer to this question, but I'm going to be cheeky and ask you. So I walk into Vita, I'm like, Damo, my posture is poor at the computer. I know it is. Can yeah. you please advise me on the best way for me to set up my desk? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of things that should happen. Uh, one should be that, um, and we should start with a seat first. So if you're sitting, then you want your knees to be kind of at right angles to your thighs and your shins. So that's that's the way you want that. Preferably not tucked in and crossed. But I know a lot of people do that, including myself. Like we'll tuck your feet in underneath your chair and cross them a little bit. Um, as long as you're not getting dead legs and um, and and you do remember to move them around from time to time, then that's probably going to be fine. It's just if you stay in that posture for a long period of time the crossing of the leg thing can be a big issue and the pressure on the back of the quads, you know, that that, that you might feel as a result of tucking your legs in um, is, you know, potentially detrimental to blood flow and lymphatic flow. So you want to get your seat height so that your knees are at right angles with your shin and your femur or your thighs. What about I have my feet on my foam roller so my knees are a little bit higher than my hip? 
Um, I think high is fine. Um, but again, like you, you are, and the body's incredibly adaptable, right? So if you, the anatomy of of the of the body, when we talk about the hip inflection, is that the femoral artery, the femoral vein, and the lymphatic system that runs alongside of that, and even the femoral nerve, um, will have, you know, will be somewhat impacted or stretched to some extent with prolonged flexion, hip flexion. But the other thing is too that when your hips are in flexion for a long period of time and you're sitting for a long period of time and your hips are in flexion, not just at 90 degrees but actually up, then your hip flexor muscles will become shorter. And so if they're shorter, then you're at greater risk of, you know, low mm. back pain and, and you know, injuries with the low back over the mine long are short. Mine are short and tight. So, yeah, so you lose flexibility. So, and a lot of that can be counted. You know, like just because you do one thing doesn't mean you can't counter it by doing something else. So the counter that would be to do hip flexor stretches or to be doing, you know, kind of little, I don't know, is that happy dog? Is it? Is that the pose? Not downward <laughs> dog, but happy dog. Um, that sort of thing. That little pose that can help to just stretch out your hip flexors. So that's a good thing to do. So the other thing that's really important too is that your elbows um, want to. You, you kind of want your uh, arms to be reaching up to the keyboard, not going down to the keyboard. So you want to be typing with just a slight amount of raise in your wrist and in your forearms. So mm-hmm. just a slight, not much. It could be parallel. So you're able to get parallel where your armrests on your chairs are the same height as the tabletop that you're you know typing from. Um, then that that's actually not too bad. Can see you there moving your. I've just moved it to to make that the case. So my armrests are now level with my desk, but now my computer feels far away. And now, well, that's because that's because you're on a laptop, right? And you're not using another screen. Whereas if you look at my setup, I've got a big, I don't know, big wide monitor screen that fits two of your size screen on my one screen. So I've got you know that side by side. So a picture of me on my right, picture of you on my left camera position on the left-hand side so that looks like I'm looking at you. And what should happen then, but because the camera's kind of there, um, what should then happen in your workspace is you want your screen up high enough that your eyes are in the about the centre of the screen. That's kind so, of ideal. So this, is, I mean, this is not for now, but this has always freaked me out, is I used to have the setup that you describe. I had an iMac up high and I had the yep. keyboard and the mouse separate, right, uh, Um but it felt so far away. And I was like, I just wanted to lean forward all the time. I was like, come closer. Come. And that I've always found that really weird, which is why I'm I'm um I'm curious as to like, again, we don't have to talk about it now. It's just a thing, but I'm like, I don't feel like I'd be the only one. I want to be like close, but I can't, I have no desire to have your setup. But when I talk about it posturally, I'm like, yeah, well, your setup is so much better posturally than my setup. But yeah. energetically, I struggle to do. I seem to struggle to do the work when the work is further away visually. I don't know what that is. Um, but again, I don't think I'd be the only one. But anyway, let's park that because that's not relevant. Um, what about the actual? Um, <laughs> you're taking a photo. I'm distracted. I'm just you're done to a selfie. Photo of your setup. I've, I've just done an ussy, right? I'm going to flick that through to you. That can go in the show notes. Yeah, um, I think we'll make that the image. Good. We'll yeah. make that the image. Um, yeah. So even can you just take a normal photo now of just like, yeah. just like this of your actual screen setup? 
with yeah. your laptop, with your keyboard and your mouse. Um, yeah. That'd be really cool. So I reckon we've spoken about the seat. We've spoken that the feet are on the knees are right angles. We've spoken that the hands are slightly, um, well, either on, on level, they're either level or they can be slightly raised. The screen, do you want to talk about this in degrees um, or do you just want to talk about it in generalities? So essentially what you're saying is gone are the days of the screen and the keyboard actually being connected. You're actually saying posturally it never was and it never will be posturally sound for a laptop to – a laptop can never get a 10 out of 10 score from a posture perspective. Yeah, it's never, ever – ever going to get a 10 out of 10. It's meant to be a portable device that you're not meant to be doing the bulk of your work from. So it should be part of your office setup, but it shouldn't be your office setup. So laptops are great because they're so powerful. Everything you need is actually now a laptop. You don't actually need to have a big desktop computer anymore and you don't need anything that's absolutely you know massive. But the benefit of having a laptop is its portability, um, not its usability. So you've got to max it out you've got to you know spec it up to some extent so you've got to get a bigger screen and you've got to get a separate keyboard and um we're at least a separate keyboard like at least a separate keyboard because you could actually just use that key that use the screen that the laptop's actually got unless you're using a tiny little 13 inch but you know that's i mean you can get away with that but if you're using that all the time it's not ideal and so, and you set yourself up then for shoulder pain and neck pain and headache and um and all kinds of stuff which kind of dovetails into the um the technique conversation that we need yeah because now i'm thinking well you know school students are indoctrinated to live their life off a laptop like most yeah, school yeah. students like i live my life off a laptop um yeah. now i'm going okay I've, so again i've bought an imac in the past i sold it because i didn't like the setup but now i'm like okay i, I want to really test it before i invested in it again but this is what i want to think about is the consequences of staying the way that I am and many others are where we're on laptops all day long. So talk to us now about the consequences of this posture down the track 10, 20, 30, 40 years of working yeah. off a laptop uh, or having a poor um, functional setup. Yeah, awesome. Well, the way I like to, and I'll put my chiropractic hat on here, the way I like to explain this to people is that your head weighs somewhere between six and eight kilos. So if your head's weighing, say, to the top end of that, let's say it's eight kilos, um, what's supposed to happen is your cervical spine, all of your bones um, should stack up so that the discs provide some kind of cushioning and the joint at the back of the bone, which is called the facet joint, picks up the bulk of the load. So there shouldn't be a whole lot of load of the weight of your head going through your discs and your spine. It should go through your spine and the facet joint, not the disc. So the, the, the disc is meant to provide some kind of cushioning and spacing to enable the nerves to come out from the spinal cord. So that's really important. So that would give us a curve in your neck. That's what it, that's what it would give us, right? So you get the curve in your neck. And that curve enables the spinal cord to run freely and free of interference uh, from the brainstem throughout the rest of your spine. And so we've got curves in our spine that enable us to have a spinal cord that's as long as what it is um, at a relaxed um, kind of resting position. The challenge is if you have forward head posture, the weight of your head then 
is impacted by gravity more. And the pull of your head from gravity brings the weight and the load into the discs of the spine. And the pressure then falls into the disc of the spine. That creates an uncertainty for the brain. The brain starts to not trust uh, the integrity of the joint. And it will start to then want to lock it down. So you have a stiff Mm. neck. um, Your brain is going to see that if there's weak joints or weak, um, if if there's a lack of stability in a particular joint, the brain's going to want to create arthritis. We we call it arthritis, but the brain's going to want to call you know create stability. So where the brain's lost trust in the joint, it will start to lock down that joint um, because it has to protect the spinal cord. It's so important, right? So. The brain, it's so unbelievable. It does this on purpose. And when people go, Without oh, us even thinking about it. What's that? Without us even thinking about it. Yeah, it's just doing it. You didn't have to learn it. There's no PDF, no Apple iTunes download. Like, There's none of that sort of <laughs> stuff. Like, This is all just there. There's no audio book. It's just programmed into us. It's in our DNA. Got half of it from a mom, half of it from a dad. So if you're missing anything, blame the parent that you want to. <laughs> but um, it's actually built into us. So. The big challenge there is that for every 21 millimeters that your head moves away from what we would call the gravitational weight line, the gravitational weight line is um, a line that's perpendicular with the ground that runs up from the posterior margin of C7. So difficult to talk about it, difficult to show it, but essentially it's a line that goes straight up from the base of your cervical spine and your ear should finish over the top of that line. That's what should happen. And what we see is that for every 21 millimeters that your ears move forward of that gravitational weight line, your head weighs an extra eight kilos-ish. It's around about, it almost doubles. So not not that, you know, having your head forward makes you put weight on in the scales. It Basically what it means is that the load on the <laughs> muscles of the back of your neck. You don't get a big head when your head goes yeah, forward. you don't get a big head. Yeah, that's right. You're not going to blow You're not going to, you know, go from 88 kilos to 96 kilos um, just because your head's forward, you know. That's not going to happen. But the load on the muscles on your neck um, is increased by nearly double. So you, you'll get sore neck, fatigue, um you know, headache, pain, all of that sort of stuff, have backache, mid-scapular pain, so pain in the middle part of your scapula in your back. All of these sorts of things will take place because your brain is telling the muscles at the back of your neck to pull your head back to get it back to where it's supposed to be. But you're forcing it forward so you can get closer to the screen. So there'll be a greater dependency on uh, either your chiropractor, your massage therapist. Some people take medication for a headache. Whatever it is that you do to manage your pain in your neck, that's being exacerbated by your forward head posture. And so mm. you can make that better by bringing your ears back, lifting your chin. Oh, I've taken so many notes and I'm going to just paste them in the show notes, just my random notes. But for all kinds of things, whether you want the physiological stats around for every 21 millimeters forward, your head weighs an extra eight kilos, or knowing where to put your knees and your arms and your wrists Um pressure on the spinal cord, the intelligence of the brain to actually create arthritis and to actually lock the joint so that our spinal cord is actually uh, being kept in integrity. Everything around tech neck, ergonomics, the laptop versus the, de- the desktop, the eye fatigue, the chin down, the lack of oxygen, the nutrients. You are just a font of knowledge, uh, Damo, and so grateful. This was a random topic that literally came up 30 seconds before we hit record. Um, and I just thank you for being able to share your wisdom so effortlessly because I know 
this episode will make a great difference um, in the lives of myself and thousands of others. So thank you. And to everyone listening, share this with your children if they have laptops and they are studying because there is so much wisdom in this episode for your children or your nephews or your nieces or whoever it is that needs to hear this episode. Totally. And the sooner they get on it, the better. Um, we're seeing children with technique these days, and that's a huge problem. And you don't see that it's a problem until you slice the spine open of a, you know, of someone who's passed away, obviously. But when you cut it open, you see the impact of forward head posture on the discs and then the spinal cord. It's profound. Like it's so, it's so massive. I can't, I can't begin to tell you. And the excruciating smell that Sarah talks about when you were cutting up cadavers at university is something that she <laughs> never, ever, yes. ever forget. Um, yeah. Now, uh, for more info on the great man, Damien Christoph and what he does at Vita Lifestyles, head on over to damienchristoph.com for all of um, Damo's wisdom. Myself, marcuspierce.com.au. We said at the top of the show, we're going to Ikaria in August 2024, followed by Sardinia in early September 2024. All of the details are now at 100notout.com. Uh, if you'd like to find out more, book in a time for a chat and we will share all of the information around our longevity experiences. It is so exciting to be back uh, traveling and taking people on these incredible experiences. Um, until next week, folks, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.